2: Streaming services are on the rise, and -and brick-and-mortar video stores are a thing of the past. We have lost that experience of wandering the aisles and stumbling upon a film we've never heard of. We have replaced the familiar face behind the video store counter with an algorithm to recommend films. With more and more content available, it's harder to know what's worth watching and what might be a waste of your time. There are many hidden gems out there waiting to be discovered, and we want to help you find them. This is Trailer Rewind, a podcast where we discuss and review recently forgotten or overlooked films that are now available to stream at home. In today's Trailer Rewind, we're starting our next trio of films. We are going to be talking about 2018's The Hummingbird Project. How straight are we talking about here?
1: Whatever's in the way, we got to dig through. It's got to be a totally straight line. Mountains.
3: Straight. Rivers. Straight. Swamps. Straight, 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 straight. Can I ask what the purpose of that line is? Our purpose is to get the stock market quotes in like 16 milliseconds, which is one millisecond faster than everybody else right now. Okay, then what happens? <laughs> Roughly $500 million a year. Why didn't you go to Eva Torres? uses human beings like disposable assets.
1: I can make your life hell if I decide
0: to. You want to buy a 12-inch strip off of my property? Under your property.
3: It looks like they're building a fiber line between Cax and the New York Stock Exchange.
0: I know, Jenny. I am
3: looking
2: at it. We're going to do this in less. I already told you we can. Oh, yes, we can. You think she's trying to build her own line?
1: <laughs> Holy <Whoa. laughs> I just made half a million dollars in five seconds. We can't let her beat us. I'm doing everything I can. Tell me your dream, buddy. Country home on a hill, small road, hummingbirds. All right, say it again. Country home on a hill, small
3: road, hummingbirds. I know you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Somebody rigged our
0: network. Champion!
1: zaleski
2: mr zaleski stop you betrayed me now you have to pay why she putting up cell towers they're trying to screw us i'm gonna tear you down hey, i'm going into my meeting right now but i'll call you in two or three hours um could you send all the paperwork over to my office i'd love to have this done by the end of the day
3: Just think of it as David walking onto the floor of the stock exchange, taking out the biggest slingshot ever, and bringing Goliath down to his knees.
2: We're David. Yeah. Yeah, we're David. Today is April 13th, and The Hummingbird Project is available on Netflix. The Hummingbird Project was released into theaters in the spring of 2019. And here in the U.S., it opened on four theaters, JJ, four theaters on March 15th. Four. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, yes. Horrible. I mean, with okay. this kind of cast, with Salma Hayek, with Jesse Eisenberg, with it's kind of Alexander Skarsgard. We yeah, we're going to open on four theaters, but yeah. they expanded to forty one theaters the following week, and then it soared up to two hundred and thirty two theaters in its third week of release. So it
3: actually got released in the in week. three. Well, yes,
2: and then w- one month before <laughs> it lasted one more month, and then flew away with a whopping three hundred seventy one thousand dollars, with an additional five hundred thousand from the rest of the world, leaving us with a project that pulled in less than one million dollars it was huh. available digitally That's available digitally trumpet. on June 11th and then the typical two weeks later hitting blu-ray on June 25th 2019 so this Got this it. is a film in another era that i feel like i would have discovered it on cable tv and feel like i discovered something sure. like special because it has these recognizable faces and from the trailer it's like this whole setup of this like scam or con or some big elaborate yeah. like heist type plan right I,
3: yeah i watched the trailer too and they called it they called it a thriller mm-hmm. they called it a thriller and they called it something else i think it i mean i i didn't even know about it i wasn't aware of the film before before we 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 set it up to to talk about today but i feel like they promoted this movie incorrectly i don't think it was what they said it was and i think i don't know if that's what led to the disappointing performance because like we mentioned the cast is great um and there's a lot of elements to it but the idea that it's about a scam or a con or it's a thriller I think misses the point of what the what the script what the story is definitely trying to say and then really what the art of the movie comes out to be I think you say you, you would have felt like you discovered something special I think the movie is kind of something special I think it's it, it, it definitely deserves talking about
2: well so if it's not a thriller and we're going to talk about you know who would we recommend this to what type of film is this all of you know these sure. things up front I mean Last episode, we talked about Papillon and how it, Prison Break movie that yeah. wasn't really about a Prison Break. Here, I I don't think this is a thriller. Is it, that
3: the group of yeah. the group of three that you put <laughs> us in here? Movies that are not what they're built to be. But this
2: this does get into what it it is, which is something else. And you know, I don't think there's a lot of ways to spoil this this movie per se. But I think to say up front, it's not so much about. Yeah like the con or the scam. It's not like an Ocean's Eleven thing where it's no. like, are we, are they gonna, do we have a bunch of smart guys that have gone off independent and they're gonna bring down the big corporation or they're gonna do, you know, it's not that type of thing, although it's, it seems like that's what they're trying to market it as. It's something else about technology, the stock market, the pursuit of money, and and, and I think the economics of, yeah. of that and the people involved in it. And it, it's, a smarter film than i expected because it does ask some questions I agree. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily give all the answers but it goes in a very different direction and i feel like there was this n- nugget of a movie and then either they had to play up for the financing or something to get that movie made to, hey, we're gonna sell this as this Jesse Eisenberg, you know, versus Selma Hayek, you know, dust industri- corporate espionage type of film. And it's not, it's right. not, right? It's it's more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I
3: mean there's parts of it that f- That feel like Michael Clayton, right? Like there's part of it that does that and it's not as good as Michael Clayton, but it's, but it is good and it has a different message. I think the last thing that you said in that list of things that you were talking about is the value of money or, or what money means. And I think that's really what this kind of gets to. I think what, um, it's a drama, and and people yes. should a- approach it as it's it's a drama that is 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 an interesting story that is about the value of money versus the value of life and really the idea of of a passion project and how much passion obsession whatever you want to say it takes to get something done and what that means to someone's life so it's one of those stories that's about life so if we talk about who to recommend it to um you know especially the people who are looking for good stories that are that are not in the sort of popcorn setting of a bunch of effects a bunch of you know sci-fi or effects or all those kind of things but are looking for a good story that's going to that's going to help them consider something about life and i like yes. these kind of movies that's that's right in a great spot for me and that's why when you say you feel like you would have discovered you had discovered something special that this pops into that vibe for me. It's it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's definitely one of those that you when you find you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I would have known more about that before I sat yeah, down. Yeah, it's
2: really it. about, I guess like personal legacy, those types of things of like, you know, what yeah. what is your life worth and what do you accomplish in that and asking those questions or giving the audience an opportunity to reflect on that. And that's why I think, yeah, if I imagine a younger version of myself coming across this and and Thinking I'm going to get this sort of like popcorn thriller action, you know, thing and getting something that would cause me to, to think, to ask myself some big questions. I can imagine, you know, that being really unexpected and, and being a thrill. And I think that's what I would encourage people, you know, that like those types of movies, uh, although it's not heavy. And that's the thing I would say is it's not it's not heavily philosophical introspective. It's it's not going to no. set you off, like, you know, down down a path of like, I have to really reflect on my life. But I guess it's the light version of that of, hey, we've got a character that you may be rooting for, and he's going to go so, through some things, and he's going to ask himself some questions and gives you that opportunity to reflect And So I'd say it's like an intro into something heavier. I think Michael Clayton is a, is a really good yeah, comparison. And I, would... I mean, not, again, not... At that yeah. that level, but sort of in that same, it's a it's a drama that seems to be about one thing, but it's got a lot more things about human nature to it.
3: Yeah, and I think it's a good point that you bring up that it's not heavy because it's not it's it didn't make me emotionally you know sort of weepy at any points in the film, even though the sort of tragic things were happening. I did feel. Uh, excited. I did get I did get emotional in other ways, but I did I never got choked up with the movie. So it isn't heavy in that way. But it is the kind of it is the kind of uh, it it still has the kind of weight that's going to make you, like you said, a- ask those questions about life. And and that's kind of a a neat little spot for a movie like this to hold. I think I, I think it's a good it's a good place. It's definitely one that I will recommend, especially in the in the world of what we've done in Trailer Rewind. It's 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 got some some value to it for sure.
2: So where did it end up? Sort of in your ranking and rating because this this is one that was in a weird place for me so because i like we said it's it's got these elements it's not great but it does stand out. So I'm curious where, where that sort of falls for you.
3: Yeah, it, it's a good question. So it, it's going to sound like it's much higher than it is when you get to the numbers, but it came in as 89 eighty-nine out of 251 for me on a flick chart. Um, it, but it, it, that sounds like it's really high, but that actually comes in as a three-star ranking, and that's exactly how I felt about the movie. So it, it seems really consistent. The interesting thing for me is that my middle block right now is oh. Prometheus, <laughs> which I think is, it, it, it's really easy for me to say that I like this instead of Prometheus, and when we talk about the effects, and all those kind of things like that. It came up against some weird stuff in there. It came up against Disney's Robin Hood. It came up against some really (laughs) odd ones to judge this against. But ultimately at 89, it sits just below Contagion. Which is the Steven Soderbergh movie about about the pandemic, yes. uh, or a pandemic, <laughs> I should say. Um, which I and Soderbergh's my favorite director, so that was easy to to kind of say it was less than that. But it, and just above the trial of the Chicago Seven, which is you know Oscar nominated film yeah. that we did for the Film Board last year uh, in 2020. So it, it that felt really accurate as far as where this movie sits for me. A little bit better than that, and a, li, a little bit uh, worse than the Soderbergh. So How it about you?
2: ended up it it came in at three stars for me as well, which I I think is sort of nice. same. Uh on Discord, there was a conversation about a movie I had rated, and, and somebody asked me a question about, like, well, where did the stars fall for you? Because there seemed to be a discrepancy between my written review and the number of stars. And it, Pete likes to say, you know, he'll start at five stars, and then at what point did the, the stars stop, start falling off? For yep. me, I think I start at three stars, right. and then it if, it if it surprises me, then it can earn stars. And if it, you know, starts losing ground, it's going to drop. So for me... I come in at three, sure. and if it doesn't do anything great, it'll stay at three. If it, it doesn't do anything catastrophically bad that frustrates me or angers me, then it stays at three. And this is one of those where, yeah, I I've really enjoyed it, so it, it stayed at three. There was nothing that I felt elevated it. it. It was a competent movie and did some some really interesting things within the genre, but nothing that I you know, moves it towards like being a classic. And in my overall rating over on Flick Chart, it came in just slightly above the halfway point. Uh, it came in at 321 okay. of 718 at 55%, and it ended up in a really weird place. So it's just above It Chapter 2, which is, again, in okay. this middle ground. And then <laughs> just below a, a movie from the 60s starring Rock Hudson called Seconds, which is about, it's a really sort of interesting sci-fi oh. about people sort of getting a second chance at life but here's here's what you might find yeah. interesting at 323 so just two spots below it is mm. demolition so i've got it slightly above demolition oh, i know you i think okay. you have demolition ranked a little bit higher than i do but i, I feel like it's th- in that range
3: It's in my top twenty for sure. It might even be in my top ten. But I mean, Demolition is a movie about grief during a time when I I I really was looking for a movie about grief. So that that makes sense. But yeah, Yeah. that's interesting.
2: That's where you know it it sort of falls for me. Uh, Over on Letterboxd, have has an average review of two point nine one based on oh that's right yeah based on a little over four thousand reviews, and over at IMDb a rating of six point two. So again, right around that same place from 12,000 ratings. So it's, again, I think the general consensus is this is right in that middle zone of of three-star films. So listeners, if you think this is your kind of film and don't want anything spoiled, this is your chance to pause this podcast and go check out The Hummingbird Project on Netflix. (laughs) All right, JJ, how do we dig into The Hummingbird Project? Because I feel like if we... We could go through the narrative, you know... from beginning to end, I don't know if that's going to give us everything we need to to talk about this because we in the intro we talked about that it's sure. trailer sets it up as this thriller, but to me it's so much more that I feel like we really need to jump into the like middle to latter half of the movie to get into what it's really about and we can talk about the context from things earlier on. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like we'll get just bogged down and like, yeah, there's the setup of all of these things. I mean, the general premise to start is, I, I guess to summarize everything in the beginning is these guys work for Basically, a a, a trading company, you know, trading stocks and all that. They've got a plan to beat the game by being faster. And that entails building a straight, like, fiber optic, you know, line from Kansas City in a straight line to New York. So going through mountains, hills, everything. And they'll be able to be (laughs) one millisecond faster than everybody else. And so that's that's their plan to, to be right. make all this money is if they can get in on these trades just that much faster, they'll do that. And they have issues with the place they work for, they're not appreciated, etc. etc. That's the whole setup. But it as we get into the middle and the end of the film, it reveals itself to be about something much more than that. What would What would you use to describe or how would you describe what you think this film is really about or saying?
3: So it's really interesting because it it takes a turn that 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 you don't you kind of expect it coming because, you know, our main character, which is Jesse Eisenberg, uh, you know, playing Vincent, we learn fairly early on in the film, maybe at the first third, at the end of the first act, that he is diagnosed with stomach cancer. And he's not telling anyone. And he's consistently, you know, suffering from these pieces. So you expect something is going to happen with the stomach cancer as it goes. What you don't expect is this entire passion project, what you just described, this sort of pipeline that they're going to build. You don't expect that that is going to not be important once he succumbs to the cancer. Which I think is the the big turn because so much of the movie is bent on this corporate race between the the, the cousins and their uh, and their employer, and then really what it is about is about nothing right. related to that race at all. The race is is completely irrelevant to what the the film is trying to talk about. So I think about when you ask the question, "What is it about?" I actually reflect to the first scene, which is set up with a beautiful. A transition of an overhead shot of the, the equipment that they're pulling across country, uh, a direct overhead shot, looks like it's shot with a drone, and then it slowly sort of pans away from that and goes on to land. And somewhere in this digital transition, it becomes the ground and then the tile that leads to up to a, a, a live a two-person shot of Jesse Eisenberg and his financier right. talking about why the financial person should trust him. And he tells this story that, to be honest, when I watched the movie, I thought he was lying. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I thought he was just telling a story to to, to get this guy to, to give him money. But as you go into the story, the story is about... This, you know, his dad was a plumber and an immigrant and, you know, and all these things that he, this vision that he had about hold the line and all these pieces. And throughout the film, they give us lots of this line symbolism and all these different artful pieces about this. And what it really comes down to is that, that story, which I thought was a lie, ends up to be this sort of focal point about what, what it means to chase a project. To have right. a calling in life and to go after it despite the 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 ridiculousness of it, despite all of the opposition that you might find and all the obstacles that you have and what it means to live with that passion and then what it means for when that fails too and what life means in the face of all that stuff. In so much of what they're what this passion project is. It's about making money and it's about being successful with money. And what we learn once Vincent succumbs to his stomach cancer is that the money doesn't matter at all. And I think, I don't know. So I'm I'm probably talking too long with this, but this, this movie sets you up to believe it's the big short when really it's like Jerry Maguire. And I think, uh, I, I think that's a really interesting point that it's, it's a special statement about you follow your calling, but the reality is you f- figure out what to live for through that journey. And I, again, now now I'm probably even speaking hyperbole, but that's what I felt. That that's the good feelings that I felt in following the story of these two, the Selesky brothers.
2: Yeah, I mean that's or the They're the cousins, cousins. and, and cousins I think you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I agree with your evaluation of Vincent at the beginning in terms of telling the story. I think he's set up to be just this this motivated salesman of he's going to do everything he can to get this project made. So he's going to tell his investors whatever story he feels like they need to hear to continue to, to buy into this project and to continue funding the project, because he is throwing so much money into this every single time it's, you know, he, you know, he comes back to him, you know, for more money as they keep hitting these, you know, obstacle after obstacle. Um, and I, it's entertaining to see sort of the solutions they come up with, or, you know, sort of out of the box of, Hey, we, we don't have access to this. We can't get it. You know, it's on national park land. We can't build an access road. It's like, but Hey, there's, there's bodies of water there. We can float this stuff out there, and so we, you know. So it, there was some interesting and, and creative, you know, problem solving that I found uh, fit with his character. What an innovative script, right? About something
3: that is just so seemingly yes. benign about drilling a yeah. pipe. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. That so, I, you
2: know, what type of person is he? He's, he's driven and motivated to get this done no matter what. And you, th- I think at the beginning, I believe that it's about the money. It's about the financial independence. It's about, you know, about, as he says, you I know, at one point, owning your own freedom, you know, for, w- for whatever that means, you know, from, from his father right. and that whole idea. But then – for me the the really pivotal point for this is it's it's his partnership with Anton his cousin who's who's the coder the programmer uh who's got a problem to solve he's he tells him look you've got to shave a whole millisecond off of this because he he pitched this on we're going to be a millisecond faster and as they start they're not it's not they've got to figure out a way to right. streamline this and so it's he and Anton having this vision together as cousins of we're going to do something monumental. And I'm buying into that the whole way. And then we get a scene with Anton as he's trying to figure out how to get this additional millisecond. And he's uh, in a bar at the hotel, I think where they've sort of, you know, set themselves up and there's nobody else there. The waitress comes over and asks him what he's doing and sort of set up the, the audio clip here. He breaks down you know she's sort of the audience surrogate he's going to break down exactly what this whole project is and he explains the whole notion of being a second faster and she said you know well, what's one millisecond he's like well i can you know basically i i can do you know this this trade this many things this many times and she's like okay so you made 10 bucks you know, what? what is that worth? And then he he explains a little bit more and she asks him a really pivotal question. I've
3: just made a thousand times one cent. I've, I've made 10 bucks. You're doing all of
2: this for 10 bucks?
3: Well, I do 200,000 transactions like this every day. That's 200,000 times $10 times 252. That's roughly $500 million a year. A lot of money. Well, it's like time travel. Yeah. But what about the farmers? What about them? Well, the lemon farmers in Zimbabwe, what do they get out of this? Well, the the lemon farmers aren't relevant. How can they be irrelevant? They're the ones who are growing the lemons. Yeah, but they're not an important variable in this system. Mathematically, for our business plan, they're irrelevant. Well, I guess I wouldn't want to be one of those farmers in Zimbabwe who's mathematically irrelevant to your business plan. (laughs) Mm.
2: Okay, sorry. I'll shut up and get back to work.
3: No, 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 It's, it's an interesting problem. Raises a lot of epistemological
2: questions. T.S. Bye. So it's his response to her question of, you know, this is how does he say it? Uh, it raises a lot of epistemological questions. It's put him thinking yeah. about the fact that she says, you know, well, what about the lemon farmers? And for him, he hasn't even thought about that. And I was, I was watching this with my nope. wife, and we both sort of paused and said. This has entered an entirely different territory because now Anton's thinking about, well, who are those farmers? And what does this mean? And what is their role in this? Because we can't make money off of these trades if they don't exist. But they're they're not part of his equation at the current time. It's about this. Nope. And all of a sudden, I feel like his whole mind just expanded to what is this all about? What are we doing? And why are we doing this? Right. Um, and that's where it set itself on. I think a completely, I felt like the movie started. There, in terms, I mean, it was all set up, and I thought this is where we get some interesting conversations because we've seen Vincent now struggling with his stomach cancer. He's basically said he's not going to take any treatment because he's got this project and these people depending on me. So, like, where where is this going to go with these two guys? And there's a bit of a cat and mouse piece to this because their former employer, played by uh, Salma Hayek, Ava Torres, has found out what they're doing and. Finds like some bright college student that has come up with his you know system whatever microwave that's going to be even faster, and so she's got that going. She she gives this kid an offer of I'm going to hire you for hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's like, wow, that's great, thank you. If you can make this work by the end of the month, you're going to get a three hundred thousand dollar bonus. So what kid? He's not going to sleep, right? You know. So we've got that whole plan, nope. yeah. um, <laughs> and this is where we see that come into play, and it and it works, and they're faster. But Anton has set up sort of a a virus or something before they left, and he's able to slow down that whole company's network by, what, like 20 milliseconds or something like that. He's like, put them on the slow track, and Ava finds out, comes to confront Anton about it, and she's like threatening him, and he like hands over the keys of like, oh, we'll just call this number and enter this, and you're- And you're done, and it'll. And she's like, and you're done. That's yep. it. And he's like, yeah. And she's 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 shocked. She says, like, you know, you could have made like billions of dollars. And he says something along the lines of like, it's doesn't matter. It's like, it's an illusion. It, the money doesn't yeah. matter. For him, it's not about that. And I thought, this is interesting, because I think as a programmer, for him, it was probably all about the challenge of, can I make something this fast? What are the limits yeah. of what we can just do? The, just and the problem. The yeah. pro- it's, it's problem solving. And so for him, it's, can I build a system that's faster than that? Um, and, and they, you know, ultimately, they do achieve that. It's obsolete by the time they get there, but they they had a goal. They were able to, you know, mission accomplished. They did it. There's now systems that are going to be faster than them. But it's, you know, as their sort of contractor that they work with says, you know, sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's not about the journey. It's about what the the people, the people you meet along the way and the, the choices you make. And I think that's, yeah. that's what this is really about for me in, in some ways of right. those, you know, those decisions, those, those unique projects. And sometimes it's, you know, you may not get the result you want, but, you know, what did you learn along the way? But also for me, it's also sort of a commentary on on Wall Street going back to that, that bartender scene again of so much of the economy is based on things that are in the abstract. And money is made over these abstractions, and who's faster? That has nothing to do with you know lemons in Zimbabwe. Right. It's like they don't even care what the product is. We're just going to make money by because we right. can make a trade faster. It, it reminds me of the whole uh, you know just recently the the whole GameStop you know stock trading thing that's going yeah. on. Of it's just what sure. are things worth? Or that's that's the question. This is asking whatever people right. will exactly. pay for. It. That's the thing, and and you know I think
3: the the scene that you're talking about with the contractor saying the people on the way i think that's where this movie it might lose some people because honestly the story doesn't do a great job of 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 bonding yeah. those relationships giving those relationships depth or time so the fact that they come to that revelation at the end is somewhat unearned based on the story but It didn't bother me because that actually works with the symbolism of what we're talking about here in the first two thirds of the film while we're setting up this sort of myopic, you know, got the blinders on just going for this one goal when underlying all of this. Are these relationships being developed? All these kind of things that when Anton does make that turn and when we realize that they are going to fail even in their Mm -hmm. success as they become obsolete, that's where they still can teach this lesson to us because we realize that everything that we've been brought through in those first two-thirds of the film was irrelevant because – it's all going to be okay and everyone is going to uh, is going to be able to move on and be happy with the connections they did make. I mean, of course, you know, Vin- Vinny is is very sick, but it, the lesson that he's learned in this process is something that is of value to his life and to the life of everyone around him. I think Anton's relationship with his family is something that's a really good example of that in that he holds up in a hotel room for months is what we can tell, right? We we don't really have a good sense of the passage of time, but for a long time and really not like even seeing or talking to his wife and his two daughters and all these things. um, And it's really intense and it's really scary to think that he's getting obsessed to this level of this thing. But after the turn and after all this stuff, he does go to jail and all these things, but he's still with – his family's still there and they're still supporting him through it. And it's this kind of thing of like where is the – what are the important things in life and and remember those things. And that's why I think the message of this movie it turns out to be a really kind of special thing when you look at it uh, from a from – a Well, yeah, and I like think
2: it. the – if – when it comes to family and connection and if we look at sort of, you know, Vinny's arc and where he – Ends and where the film ends, we we need to talk about his big obstacle, which is uh, the Amish community that they have to build under and who yeah, refu- refuses for sure. to sell the land. He explains, look, they're going to be way down. It's not going to be disruptive. You know, anything, we're going to pay you money. And they refuse. And the... The quote that sort of stuck with me is this whole you know, this whole thing of like high speed communication and they were like, Look, we don't believe making things faster makes things better. And they don't want to have any part of that. Yeah. Of like, you need to slow right. down and appreciate things and which totally just Vinny's what? We don't get it. And they find a legal loophole that allows them to to be a hundred feet down under because it's for the the common good all of that that it's you know at that depth it's right. it's not their property it's you know for the the public good um but it's that confrontation you know which I thought was just another one of the barriers that they had along the way but the fact that at the end after you know he's we have that scene with Vinny at, at Anton's with the family you can take the girls out for ice cream that then they go back to the Amish family to tell them that the They've removed the line, that it's not under there. Right. Um, and then he like decides to help out because it's raining. They're taking sandbags to barricade in a farm or something like that. And he decides that that's the only way yep. he's going to be able to get their attention is, I'm going to become part of your community because he's they're busy. They don't have time for him. They don't care about him and his fast life. And so by right. by stepping in, being part of that, he sort of gains their, their attention and he's able to explain that. And then we get sort of the the final scene, which, you know, it wasn't until I went back to look at scenes again to think about what that final, the, the final question he asked or the final conversation that we see he has with Anton, which was, if his life was only 16 milliseconds long, what would that? The, the flap, flap of a hummingbird hummingbirds wing. wing that- you know, what would that be like? And it's, you know, it's it's so fast. And then Anton's response was, you know, I think it would be the same as if you lived a hundred years, that whole idea. And it's like, right. I guess, and as as we see that, it's raining and the, the rain slows, right? Slows. It's, it's, it's yes. that whole. Th- yes,
3: there's that. And sometimes those extreme slow things as a novelty yeah. shot, I don't like. I really liked them in this movie. My favorite shot, there's that, you know, telling the story of, you know, we you should slow down to really right. enjoy yourself. And when Anton is sort of blowing off steam in the hotel, and he's um, hitting mm-hmm. tennis yeah. balls at an indoor oh, a, a tennis, yeah. inn, there's a shot where again they use the symbolism of the line with the tennis the, with the, the the tennis net across, and it has a ball hit the net and then bounce up, yeah. and it's held in space and time, and backlit, so you have this kind of halo yeah. around the ball and this darkness, and again it shows that. Even Anton, while he's obsessing about this thing of must go faster, must go faster, when he slows down, that's where he can actually be himself and feel himself and all that kind of stuff. All of those messages are told through these artful shots in the film, and you know it, it can be jarring at times, but I liked the way they did it. I thought th- I thought it was inspired, yeah, so it, I liked it.
2: It was, and it's it's a film that I hate to say it, but it, I, th- I think it takes like a rewatch because. Again, going through yeah. you're expecting one thing and you're not able to see all these pieces that, you know, like like the tennis ball that it's, you know, first reaction is like, oh that's a cool shot and then it's like, okay, it's, you know, Anton is trying to think through and his frustration, all of these things but the about slowing down and taking life at that pace. You don't see all of these pieces until you get to the end and start to reflect back on everything to see what this film is really saying of. It's not about moving faster to be profitable. It's about slowing down. It's about that time with, with family, all of those pieces, because that's, you know, what do we see Vinny valuing? It's that time with, with his cousin and, you know, his nieces and all of that. That's, that's the, the value being part of a community, not about being the fastest, getting ahead. I mean, it's great. They, it, right, and making and, more money. You know, they yeah, did finish exactly. the project. You know, he says, yeah, hey, we, we, we did it. And that's, that's something of, of value. But we know that, you know, Vinny's last ditch effort to try to save everything is to take out an insurance policy that would ultimately allow them to, you know, not lose all this money, but didn't get executed in time. So his investor is basically losing his company. I mean, there's a lot of loss here. But again, as, as Anton says, yes. it's, all, it's all fake right i mean what what are the things of value it's that right. you know connection to people and and family and that's not what i expected from this movie at all i expected no, like the, like all right they're going to make the they're going to beat the evil corporation and they're the young scrappy startup that's going to do this you know and they're going to you know cuz i think even right. the opening lines of the film vinny's talking to i think maybe to anton and in the voiceover talking about Ava and how she just like chews up people and spits them out. She just uses people. And we, we see that of her team and, you know, what they're worth her. And it's not. It's about they're, they're just as valuable. They're only as valuable as they are when they can make her money, basically. Whereas, you know, right, Vinny and Anton, there's, there's family there, you know, at its core. There's, there's something there. And I, w- I won't say that it redeems them ultimately in the beginning, because I think Vinny is perhaps, it appears that he's motivated by the greed of, hey, we're going to do this. But, um, yeah, so much more heart by the time the I got to that final scene than I thought i I wish there was a way to highlight this part of the movie more. throughout I wanted more of the, those pieces. Right.
3: Well, and they clearly
2: didn't do no. it in the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did not highlight that part of the movie in the marketing. And they
3: probably were just trying to figure yeah. out how to sell it. But I, I think I think it it failed it a little bit in that the trailer's not representative of what you're going to take away from this movie. I, I Even if we're talking about who to recommend this to, I do not recommend that you share the no. trailer with them before you share it with them. I, I think telling the story of what you know about this movie um, before watching it, I think will be more helpful. And then I think for those people who are looking for a break from the high effect, high sort of high intensity types of films, I think this is a good one. This is a great Netflix find. This is a great thing to stumble onto to Netflix and watch um, with, with your popcorn. So is this,
2: would you say the story? Cause as we end with Vincent and Anton, is this more Vincent's story or Anton's story? If you had to, I really like
3: that. You asked that question. Um, <laughs> I I like that you asked the question because of the fact that I, you know, I think the assumption is that it's Vincent's story and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, But I think that I can see where it would be going either way. And because of that, I actually want to retreat and say that it's neither of their stories, that they're actually um, tools to tell the story of the meanings of the things underlying. You said something really interesting just a moment ago where you said, you know, we get the sense that Vincent is, is presented as this greedy kind of thing too, but we also have the undercurrents all the time of this sort of personal meaning that he has in the story too. And if you think about, then you've got Vincent and you've got Anton and they're Completely different approaches to the world, and yet they're bound by by family, and they have all these things. It's really, I think, they are tools from the storytellers here to tell us the story of. The meaning of life, and and again, that's that's hyperbole. That's too much to, about what it's called here, but it's a it's a subtle suggestion for all of us to slow down and to enjoy the things that uh, that are most meaningful to us, as opposed to money, success, and all that kind of stuff. So, so my question, my answer to your question is to not answer your question <laughs> and to say <laughs> that it's neither of their stories. It's actually a story that uses them to tell something. Okay. With greater
2: meaning. I'll I'll take that. I will take that because. Do you have an opinion? No, no, I I think it's, you know. I'll go the opposite and say it's both their stories because I think that we do see them, but we don't That's we fair. see. I think we see them both learn and change and grow a little bit. It's harder to read on Anton because of how that of character is written and presented, which is the maybe possibly on on the spectrum because he he just doesn't. He's he's very task oriented. He do, He's very rooted in that. But that
3: Beastie Boys, that Beastie Boys music <laughs> cue when he yes. figures
2: out how to get to sixteen
3: milliseconds is awesome. Like I yes. agree, like everything you're saying about Anton is right, but I love the Beastie Boys music cue. It was perfect for And the, for the fact
2: that the Vincent, I mean, the the, fa- the family connection is so strong because there are numerous times where it's, something's going on, but Vincent's got to go deal with Anton, whether it's Anton's in, in prison or something's going on. It, it tells the importance yeah. of family to him of, yeah, 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 that's, that's great, but I've, I've got to, he's got this duty to family. And I don't know if it's that he feels personally responsible for, That he's brought Anton into something that is dangerous because knowing that Anton's got a wife and kids, that he's got these responsibilities, whereas Vincent's on his own, right? So if Vincent loses things, there's, you know, he can do whatever. He can bounce back you know wherever but Anton's got this these liabilities right of there's if he loses everything right. th- his daughters what what's going to happen with them um so it's it's the 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 relationship between the two sort of that family connection and responsibility for each other um that to me is a little bit of the heart of this that it, it's i guess it's the save the cat you know sort of moments for for Vincent, that it's you know you that know he's, he's got yeah. those pieces of you know this and he wants to help Anton accomplish this task of doing something that no one's ever done before. And by the time they get to the end, like I said, you know, Anton has realized that the whole thing, it's it's all fake and the money and all that. And I think Vincent's realized the importance of family. So for me, I can see both of them. I see their progression as characters. But yeah, ultimately, I think it is... You're, you're probably right. It's a story about a larger ideas and concepts because I, I don't think it's possible to strongly identify with either of them. I didn't feel like the sure. way the narrative was structured. It all like I was emot- as emotionally invested in one over the other. Um, you know, you would think that a, a right. character with with two daughters. I mean, that's that's my life situation. But I don't identify with Anton because I'm not a coder, right. programmer type of guy. That you know, I didn't. Get into his motivation as much, and same thing with with Vincent. So I I struggled to, you know, as we discussed with Papillon, I'm not emotionally invested. I didn't have a swell of emotion at the end right. of re- relief. I didn't yeah, that's where that that's where
3: that not choking
2: right. up thing. And I is, think that's what. Leaves it at three stars for me. I think if I had some sense of emotional resonance with something at the end of, I'm happy where these guys are. I mean, I can I can track their projection. Have I ever cried in a Jesse Eisenberg movie? (laughs) No. I'm wondering if this is a Jesse. It it might be a Jesse Eisenberg problem. I don't think he says.
3: It might be, and and I I don't think it, it, it's, oh yeah I like him I don't think I, I like many movies that he's in, but I'm trying to think if there's a time when he's made me choke up. Probably I don't think not. those are
2: the types of roles he goes for, and that's why I I looked at I looked at no, Anton, I so you know Alexander Skarsgård there to say okay as a family man in this, but that's again not the type of journey. I don't I think it's more intellectual than emotional. But the the note it ends on, yeah. I feel like I wanted some emotional something of relief of like. Yes, you guys have been redeemed. You've become about more than money. You've done something, but it it doesn't. It's not that type of film. So, and I and I'm okay with that. Uh, it's it's right. still a rewarding watch, uh, one that I'm you know. As I said, I went back and looked at some scenes prepping for the show. It's one that I'll probably watch again, you know, in the next couple of months to just really look at how it's structured, you know, to really look at the flow of the story to see these elements and how it, it's put together. It's nothing that I would say is, you know, overly masterful. Like, you know, it, but I, I like to see the architecture behind it of how it gets us, why, why it's so engaging. Because I can't identify, there's not a lot of like edge of your seat thriller moments you know those. You know, even though we've got Ava you know, spying on them, and you know, I don't get the are they going to do it? I mean, I think the most. Anxious I was was uh, Jesse grabbing the chainsaw and marching up the hill and I'm thinking, dude, you're in the worst physical shape <laughs> ever. You're 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 you know dying from cancer right. and you've got a, a running chainsaw in your hand. You're gonna go march up that mountain to cut down that tower and it, he stumbles and falls. I'm like, oh gosh, please, he's not gonna lose a limb, right? I mean, this is this is not that yeah. type of movie, please. <laughs> this is not that. Type <laughs> that's of movie, yeah. that's probably like it's the funny. most I was like, w- where are we going? What? How dark is this gonna get? Because that's where he's, like, at the deep, dark moment of the soul of, like, this is his competition. This is going to destroy his project. So if he can cut the tower down, right? I well, mean, then, I, you know, that, for him, that's
3: David Goliath type Ava of thing, s- right? Yeah. Ava sneaking up on yeah. Anton in the hot tub was a tense moment for me, too. But, I uh, like, that actually, I mean, just because he seemed very vulnerable at that point, but I will say that that was one of my quibbles with this, with the this script too, is that she telegraphs everything she's going to do by telling us exactly the story of what's happened to people. And then she does exactly that playbook, which I would have liked rather for her to threaten him with a story and then for her version of it to be either more intense or different in some way, because it doesn't happen immediately, right? It happens, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes later in the movie. But, um, but again, that's just a quibble. That point, I did feel tense at that part too, though, that that I was like, oh, she's going to Well, it's, anywhere. it's
2: funny. In the uh, trivia section or goofs section of IMDb, that's a scene that people pick right. out. And again, it's one of these things because she sneaks up on him and people say, okay, she startles him and snuck up on him. And then as she's walking around, she's got her heels on and you can clearly hear her like heels, like clacking on the tile floor. And I thought, yeah. well, okay, number one, Anton can be deep in thought and tuning everything out. And secondly, they, you know, the Foley artist, that's, you know, they needed to put something in as she's walking around. So, yeah, they're going to do that. Yeah. And it's.
3: Right. Yes. It's exactly. So, it, like, I'm comfortable with that leap. For that moment. Yeah. I don't need that much realism to be about the click-clack of her heels. Right, exactly.
2: So. I mean, she could have taken them off because she was going <laughs> to sneak too, up on him yeah. and club him in the head with the, the heels. Who right. Knows? I don't, I, overall, yeah, this was far more enjoyable than I expected. It goes in a different direction. I Me it's too. It's one that, yeah, I'm going to tell people when you're looking for something on Netflix, give this one a try. I, I don't want to tell them too much. But, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. we need to moderate sort of expectations a little bit. Tell them it's not as much... Th- that's maybe a little bit more about the characters than the thriller aspect. Cause I, that's the one thing that I can see right. really turning people off and they right. won't catch yeah.
3: people won't catch that yes. on their own. So that's a yes, good thing to mention.
2: Exactly. Well, JJ, anything else about The Hummingbird Project you want to you want to discuss?
3: Nope, I liked it. I'm definitely okay. going to recommend it to people.
2: All right. Well, this is the first in our trio of films that have birds in the title. That's where we're going with the next couple of months. So we've got The Hummingbird Project. Like we've got two more bird titles coming up. We'll see where things go if, if this trio takes flight. For, for trailer rewind in this <laughs> in this series of films so yeah uh, well yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so the, yeah we'll just uh, wrap it up and uh, JJ great talking with you about the hummingbird project and look forward to talking with you about the next bird theme bird titled film at trailer rewind I scour what is streaming to find the films we discuss on the show. Letterboxd makes it easy to find out which services have the films we are reviewing. Letterboxd also makes it easy to locate films we have watched in the past and see our reviews and ratings. The Next Real team has built lists of films we have discussed for the main show, the film board, and Trailer Rewind. Right now we have a special offer for our listeners. You can quickly and easily upgrade your free Letterboxd account to pro or patron status with a 20% discount at thenextreel.com slash letterboxed. If you've already upgraded your account, this discount also works for renewals. After you've used Letterboxd to find a film and watch it, we'd like you to be part of the conversation in our online Discord community. To get started, just go to thenextreel.com slash Discord. And to keep the conversations going and get some great benefits while you're at it, head over to the slash membership and become a supporter of the Next Real family of podcasts. For less than the cost of a movie rental, you can become a monthly supporter and join us for show live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, and access to member-only channels in Discord. Thank you for listening to Trailer Rewind. Hondo.
0: Just visit thenextreel.com/slash originals. Your purchases made through our links, give us a small commission at no extra cost to you, and allow us to keep having